Hi guys, welcome back to Make It Make Sense. My name is Sebi Tennyson and here with me is... Joshua Matasha. Awesome. Welcome back. Welcome back. We've been on a break and we're excited to be back. So today we're just going to dive into it. So recently I was talking to a friend and she said like, Hey, Sebi, I really like your podcast, but unfortunately I do not have extra income to invest. So I was thinking about it and I asked her, Hey, like, why is it that you don't have extra income? And she was like, Hey, she doesn't know how to get her money right. Like what's the best budgeting tips you might have for me. And that's when I came up with the idea that we should talk about budgeting in this new episode. So Joshua, how would you advise new you know, college students, fresh grads, or anyone in general to start up taking budgeting in your life seriously? So when I hear the word budgeting, the first thing that comes to mind is intentionality. So I'll say start from setting goals, you know. Typically, I'll say 10, but maybe 10 is too much. <laughs> Either, uh, I mean, like 10 years. Okay, like, say okay. goals 10 years out, you know. 10 but, years out? People can't even like, <laughs> Exactly. Just a few months in, just so, like month to month. Let's, uh, let's start with... Um, month to month? <laughs> five i'll say you know and we have the long term you have a mid then you have kind of a short term then even under that short term you can have micro goals so where do you want yourself to be financially in five years where do you want yourself to be financially in three years then in one year for example and you can set this goal to be any amount of money because when you have these goals defined now we can start from somewhere sure. because let's be honest, most people don't even set any financial goals. You're just floating through life like, okay, whatever I can get to save, I save, you know. <laughs> and when you have that mentality, no, you're not going to save anything. You're just going to spend. And it's normal. Man, I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. I'm not judging y'all, you know. So I think the first thing is to have defined goals. Maybe, oh, a year from now, how much do I want to have in my savings? You know, for starters, I would say maybe... Your expenses, you know, money that can last you for maybe five months in case you stop having any inflow of money. You know, then from there, you can start looking at, okay, how much do I have coming in? How much do I have going out? What are the most important expenses, you know, that I have to keep? What can I cut out, you know? I think I definitely agree with you there because I don't know about y'all, but anytime I walk into the grocery store or maybe Marshall's or any retail chain without having like maybe a list or a purpose why I just walked in there, two plus two becomes $150, right? <laughs> I get like three items and she's like, yeah, your total is $300. I'm like, how? This was just $5 and this was $6, right? So typically like setting like goals have really helped me. However, one of the things I would also add here is allowing your inflow control your outflow. And what do oh. I mean? Inflow is money that you're getting in, be it earnings, pocket money, stipend, whatever I have you, maybe from the government or whatever, right? That's your inflow. Your outflow is your expenses, basically anything that is making money leave your account. And one of the mistakes people make is that uh, whenever it is they get their first job or whenever it is you're moving over to college, you're like, hey, I want that really nice apartment or I want to be roommates with someone or they just said, a budget or they just sent a base rent without actually consulting your wallet, i.e. me sometimes. <laughs> but whenever it is, I decided to start consulting my wallet to control whatever it is I'm spending. That helped me have pocket money to reserve for saving and investing. And how I did this was one of the rule of thumb 
or thumb that I have heard is that your rent or your mortgage payment shouldn't be more than 30% of your annual income. So how does this look like? Let's say you earn 60K a year, right? Annually. So your rent should be 30% of that, which would be $18,000 a year. Divide that by 12 and that would be 1500. So your mortgage shouldn't, or your rent should not be more than 1500 a month. And one of the mistakes that people even make is whenever there's a salary increase, they increase your spending and still not using percentages to control them. Another thing I do is that I separate my paycheck 50-50. And I'm being aggressive because going back to what Joshua said about having a goal is I have a goal for my portfolio growth as well as my savings growth. And one of the things I use is smart growth. It has to be specific, has to be measurable, has to be attainable, has to be realistic, and has to be timely. So I said in the next X amount of months. For me, it was 12 months. I have to have X, Y, Z dollars in order to reach my goal because I am working towards a purchase and I'm working towards uh, growing my portfolio to a certain limit. And given that I am able to reach that goal, I up the ante a little bit. So 50% is separated. And thankfully I have enough earnings to do that. Another, some people might say, Hey, I'm already in the rut. I can't do your percentages. I can't do 50, 50 or anything like that. So the next thing I always tell people, people is to track your expenses. This cannot be reiterated enough. For me, I use Excel and I use the Mint app to help me track my expenses. So what you just have to do is to basically do what Joshua likes to call data collecting. So you have to know, Hey, how much am I spending right now? From there, you look Personally, I look at my bank statement every day, right? I look at it every night, not to be like, oh my gosh, I'm making money, but to be like, hey, Sebi, what damage have you done today? And from there, I realized that there were even like subscription services I had that I was no longer using, but it was just there. And $5, $5 here and $5 there with 10 subscriptions I am not using anymore turned out to be $50. So $50 was just going out of my account with no value to my life whatsoever. So I was able to cut all of that. One of the things I did was have a joint Netflix Netflix account with my sibling. That way it reduces the amount of outflow I have to do. So everything I could do to cut out outflow was something I did. And for me, I think it's reasonable to have six to six to a year, honestly, because of what COVID did, but six months is reasonable to have of expenses, your rent, your utilities and everything in your savings account. And the rest could go into like your checking or whatever. But Hey, Joshua, what do you think about investing and budgeting and setting goals and tracking your expenses? Yeah. So I definitely agree with what you said with tracking expenses. I want to talk a little more about what budgeting actually is. So to me, budgeting is just a means to an end, right? Like (laughs) this is an investing podcast. (laughs) We want to get you to invest, you know, and budgeting is, is a means to free up funds. Yes. To free up funds for you to invest. You know, we've had some people get back to us and say, man, we don't have money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, good information, but no money, no money. Yes. So we're trying to get y'all to budget, you know, and save so that you can free up funds to transfer to your brokerage account and actually start investing as a way yeah. to generate wealth. You know, and in, the, in addition to what she said about um, budgeting, I feel one thing you can do, especially your expenses, is to have limits and be intentional, you know. And I think today, today I even went to the grocery store and I spent more than <laughs> yeah, what I thought. <laughs> so I feel, I feel y'all's pain, yeah. you know. But one thing you can do is also have um, a way to reward yourself. Yeah. 
For example, you know, if I can stick to my budget for a week, you know, maybe I get to overspend a little next week. No, not overspend, because <laughs> that defeats the purpose. You go back into the hole. I would say at least what I do is mm-hmm. like... I put limits on myself. Like, for example, one of the budget I use is like, because I'm trying to cut down on eating out, $50 every week towards eating out. And that's $200. For some people, it might sound like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. But for me, that's realistic because I did enjoy going out to indulge. So what I did for myself is that, hey, if I kind of stuff myself for going out one week, I can have a hundred dollars the next week. And if I stuff myself for another week, I can have $150 the following week, right? So it compiles. So like maybe at the end of the month, if I don't eat out, I have $200 to splurge. One, another thing that I also did was, let's say, for example, I'm wanting to buy a TV. Like even all of my friends knew it when I was trying to get an iPad. That was, that was a reward for myself every single time I budgeted correctly and I had something to save. So I will put a little change towards that iPad. So that would be my reward. That's how I did, but not like splurge, you know, like splurge with wisdom is what I would say. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was about to say. You know, yeah, you can, sure. re- <laughs> you can reward yourself, but don't go over the top and ruin you know, all your hard work and everything. For sure. I feel like one of the reasons why people fail, like with most things is that they're not realistic with their budgeting, that's one of the reasons why it's important to first collect data and see, okay, what am I really spending my money on and what's realistic to cut out? I know like Netflix has become like a central part of life for a lot of people. So me telling you like, oh, just cut out Netflix <laughs> and cut out Hulu and cut out going to buy new clothes or whatever. It's not really realistic. You know, sometimes, I don't know, you just want to bench on some cool Netflix show, right? Like, you know, King of Boys or something. But but at the same time, you don't want to, because of this little enjoyment, you know, enjoy yourself into bankruptcy, right? You also want to build wealth because that's the goal of investing because budgeting is a means to an end and saving. Saving is a means to an end to have seed money for investing and investing is a means to an end to eventually build generational wealth and wealth in general. So that leads me on to the next segment to why budgeting is important. It's a literally an easy way to increase your earnings. I would say not necessarily increase your earnings, but have more money without, you know, adding a job or changing your life too much, right? Most people, whenever it is they want to increase their earnings, they usually have to maybe get a second job, go out of town to find a new job or something else. But whenever it is you cut back on little things in life, that could actually increase your earnings significantly. And that leads me to the second reason why it's important is that it gives you the ability to build a safety nest for yourself in case of anything happening. So budgeting allows you to have extra seed money towards emergency, towards investing or anything like that. And the third reason is, like I said, from savings now leads us to investing. Budgeting allows you to be able to save in order to be able to invest, be it in the stock market, crypto, or real estate, or any other financial tool you're going to use. So that's the reason I believe budgeting is important. But why is budgeting important to you, Joshua? I think budgeting is kind of like the lifeblood of personal financial planning, Mm, right? Before you can do anything, you know, let's say you want to buy a house, buy a car, invest, anything you want to do with money, any capital projects, you have to budget, you know, and look at it. If big corporations, Apple, Microsoft, they budget (laughs) governments, you know, the United Nations, you know, the world bank, they budget because 
That is how, you know, you can prepare for unexpected um, expenses. Yeah. That is how you can plan for the future. That's how you can undertake capital projects. So yeah. I would say budgeting is actually, for me, it's, it, it is it's essential it. in anyone who wants to be, you know, successful financially. I agree, definitely. And I feel like if you haven't gotten anything throughout this podcast, we could just like give you a quick summary. So the basis of everything we're talking about, because this is still a financial podcast is we want you to grow your wealth and you can't grow your wealth if you don't have seed money, which is your savings. And I'm not trying to make anyone go out. If you can find an extra job, that's great. But one of the easiest things to do is to budget and limit how much outflow, how much outflow you're expending or how much outflow is going out of your pocket. So one of the easiest ways is to set up a budget through one making sure that your inflow is what's controlling your outflow by using things like percentages to be like this percent of my salary and that percent of my salary is going out. Another step you can do is to track your expenses using things like, you know, maybe an Excel sheet like I do, or using a Mint app, some sort of budget planning app to help you track your expenses. That way, you know, what is essential in your life and what you can cut out realistically. We also want you to set smart goals. They have to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely, right? So you don't want to set a goal like, oh, uh, I will do X, Y, Z, right? No, it has to have a time. I would in this amount of years or this amount of months, I should have X amount of dollars saved in my account. How am I going to do it specifically? I'm going to do it by say putting to putting hundred dollars towards xyz so making sure you have steps in order to achieve that set goal and be realistic you can't say i will not eat out for the next year i mean <laughs> some people can do it but honestly i could not because i mean sometimes you just want to go out with friends so that wasn't realistic for me and lastly one of the things that is important is at the end of the day, budgeting is a means to an end to be able to invest in order to grow generational wealth. So when you're having seed money to save, it's really important to put it towards something that can grow. Do not allow liabilities or just gratifications make you squander away potential financial security in the future. But yeah, that's literally the summary of all that we've been talking about. That makes great sense. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, back to what we what we said earlier, man, budgeting, it is so important. Exactly. The same way we're intentional about eating, you know, some of us were intentional about going to the gym. Yeah. I, I do believe it is very, very important to know what is coming into your account, know what's leaving, yeah. you know, so we can plan for the future and buy, you know, income generating assets like stocks, houses, whatever it might be. Awesome. So that's it for today, guys. We're super excited to have you back and we are announcing our giveaway Yes, you heard right. Thank you for sticking all the way to the end. We are wanting to give away $100 in you know, cash or uh, some seed money towards you investing in your first stock. So check out the details and on our Instagram page, which is make it make sense underscore. So please follow us on there and you will hear all of the rules and things that you have to do to qualify to win this giveaway. So we're looking forward to it. Have a good rest of your day, guys.